Still hang on or reload. You want me to reload? Alright, but it says we're recording. <laughs> you came back, so it messed me up. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Zero Church 2022. My Texas accent comes out when I least expect it. The original conception of it was to start a podcast because we were on lockdown. <laughs> and the real estate market here in Maryland, was cha- it felt like it was changing daily, um, especially when you compare it to like the real estate market throughout, um, throughout the United States, where some agents were in states where they were not considered um, essential personnel. Right. That's a vocabulary word from from COVID. Um, but here in Maryland, we were. So we were able to still show homes, uh, conduct uh, real estate transactions. But we had to do it in ways that made sense and kept, kept us safe. Um, but it became about like, you know, with all of that that was going on, a lot of us like me had a little bit of time. Um, between March 13th and really when we saw the market just explode, uh, which was May, June. Um, and so we started Realtorish. And so similar to Blackish, Realtorish is all about um, all things real estate, um, all things that, you know, that I encounter and uh, Jay encounters as being agents here in the DMV. But we're more than just agents, like we're human beings walking this earth. And Jemmer, you know, please feel free to interject at any time. Um, and so it became about like, what is going on in our lives? I think at that time, Jemmer, you got your license during the lockdown. Yeah, I got bored. So I was in the middle of the lockdown. I was like, man, there's a lot of time at the house. I'm always on a computer. So I decided right uh, going into the fall of COVID to embark on this wonderful journey of real estate i've learned a lot oh my goodness i've learned a lot about the ins and outs of real estate investing markets it's it's information overload so <laughs> you said information overload overload yes yeah, so we're going to break down all that overload into little bite-sized nuggets uh for this 2022 uh season of realtors we're back uh, it feels a little bit like, uh, you know, maybe we'll get picked up by Netflix. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> whoa. Just kidding. Maybe a good YouTube channel. Let's do baby steps. So, yes. So, uh, we'll be uh, recording. We'll be coming on YouTube. Um, you can always catch me at your girl, um, Agent Brandy Davis on IG. Jim, are you on any social media? 
Uh, we got everything. We got buy, sell, love, Maryland on Facebook, IG, Twitter, LinkedIn. So you can follow us anywhere. Uh, talking about real estate, uh, checking out what we do. We just don't sell houses. We talk about the market in general and what's going on and how it affects us in our lives. So we want to be able to bring that information to you. Um, as people don't know, I'm pretty quiet, but I used to be a real good talker. So I like to talk. So this is a perfect outlet for me. So I have a question. Are yes. we, are, are, will people see us or is it just our voices? No, they will see us. They will get a video recording as well. Oh, nice. So they'll see this big old Texas. <laughs> Texas. So my Maryland peeps, I, you know, I'm a Texas girl. And so anyone who was born and bred in Texas, you know that you always represent. Um, but across the D for Davis does say Maryland because Maryland is um, where my heart is. And it's where, you know, our babies will be graduating from high school this year. Um, so know that just because you see this big Texas, that we're not Texas agents yet. We're in the process because we have a lot of our friends there who are doing real estate. Um, and one of the things that most people don't know about real estate is it doesn't matter where you are. So we have fraternity brothers and sisters all over the United States um, who um, buy and sell real estate. And we always tell them that we can help you. Um, part of our revenue stream is referrals. So if you come to me and you're like, you know what, Brandy, here I am in Michigan. Who lives in Michigan? I know you live in Michigan. Um, and you want to buy property instead of, you know, can always come through your MC and I can hook you up with the agent up there. Similar to if you live in Cali, who lives in California? And you want to, uh, <laughs> and you want to be a part of Buy, Sell, Love. Uh, you can reach out to Jmar, and of course, we'll help you. So we have realtor partners across all fifty states who help um, our friends and family buy and sell real estate. Yeah, and I want to talk, point out what's behind me. I have a coat rack. <laughs> There's no Texas here. It's all coat rack. Is where I hang my coats. <laughs> well, I hang uh, the plug for my headphones. So. There's nothing fancy behind me. It's just my big head and me talking about real estate. We all know that I'm in my office. <laughs> I will so make sure. I will make sure. Um, next time for the next episode, Jimmer has uh, a cute mm -mm. little area. She's going to put me in the corner. All right. So let's talk about what we learned in our blog today. Talk about the window of opportunity for home buyers. So, big news flash market is shifting. Market is shifting. Market is shifting. So, pandemic, world was on fire. You couldn't even get a house. How many offers? Ten. I mean, you could get a house. I mean, we, we did well during the pandemic. Let's be clear. So, I have my take on it, of course. So, the world was on sale. The government gave us money beyond money. I believe it's to the tune of $43 trillion they dumped into the marketplace. It was a lot. That's what drove the interest rates down. And, of course, it wasn't the home buyers that took advantage. It's corporations that took advantage and investors that took advantage. They were buying houses like nobody's business because they had cash. They had capital. But did you know at the time that a lot of the buyers were corporations? Like, I didn't know that until Lester Holt, my no. boyfriend, put it on um, NBC Nightly News, and I was, I was shocked. Yeah. But it made sense. Yeah, I think for the average home buyer, I don't think you knew who you were bidding up against, but you weren't bidding up against Joe, 
the plumber down the street or, or, or Jane, the, the flight attendant, you were bidding against big corporations who were coming in buying thousands and thousands of homes, buying out new construction and just renting them out. And so that's why uh, it's kind of lopsided and it's not really a good tale of the tape, but when money was cheap, everybody was buying. So it wasn't just the average homeowner. And now that inflation's up, rates are back up, we're kind of trending back to where we were probably, you know, pre-pandemic. And we'll have some little stats to show, and we'll tell you where we can go. You can go to find information. But we're just getting back to, I guess, a sense of housing normal, where it's not necessarily a seller's market or a buyer's market. It's kind of almost neutral. Sellers still can sell. Depends on where the markets are. It's not all the same. It's different in uh, different states. Uh, we know some of the major markets, like uh, my hometown of Austin, has cooled down tremendously. When everybody's doing a great California free flight because of, you know taxes are crazy and they're fleeing to places like you know Texas and Alabama and Georgia where real estate was way cheaper, um, those places have cooled off. Um, they're not. They're not. They weren't selling like hotcakes like they were. Um, and tell me more about what you mean by cool off. Because cool off is the market's crashing. It's crashing. Uh, let's, yeah. So, oh, we need sound effects. Oh, uh, we will have sound. I got sound effects. Okay. If you look in the media chat next to it, you can find the applaud, the claps, the transitions, the laughing, the drum roll joke. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, um, market crash. Let's talk about that. Let's let's spend some time on what we call a market crash. It's more of a market correction versus a crash. Prices went up. And if you go back and look at pre-pandemic prices, in some places, homes increased 40, 50, 60%. They're not going back down to th- by the tune of 30, 40, 50, 60%. Get that out of your mind. The, the, the money has been printed. Inflation has occurred. So, you know, the, the money it took to, or but the way they look at it is the, the value of a home is based on if I had to replace it again at today's rate, this is what your home value pretty much is. And so everybody knows everything went up. Lumber went up, siding, plastic, you name it, it went up because of COVID. And because of that, those values of homes are going to stay. Now, what we call the correction is there was a little bit of a hyper- overdrive of the prices, probably to the tune of maybe, you know, five, maybe 10%. You know, who knows what that number is, right? We don't know where it's going to come back and settle down to. But what we saw, and you, and you will see in the news, is in some places, home prices have dropped 5%. But that's before they went up 60%. So, <laughs> it's like, hold up, the, the market is crashing. No, it's not going to drop back down. 60% of the home buyer's price, that's going to hold. So don't think of it as a crash. It's more of a normalization. Right. Now, when we talk about normalization, like one of the things in the blog that we were reading today was really talking about like showings, right? In order, I always tell my client, I always tell my sellers that I have to get buyers into your property in order for them, for us to get an offer. So if we don't have people walking around touring your property, there, there's no one to give me an offer. And so there's nothing that we can, there's no way that we could get your property sold. And so what um, the showing time showing index, which um, tracks the tracker 
tracks the traffic of home showings according to agents and brokers. Um, and this is national data. So one of the things that I like to do here in Realtish is not just talk about what's happening in DMV, but talk about what's happening across you know the nation. And so nationally, the trend is, yes, we are seeing um, some slowdown, right? And that the levels now look similar to almost what they look like pre-pandemic. They're still slightly higher, right? Let's, you know, um, but it's still the same trends that we're seeing. Where when we look across for the last, um, from 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, the market um, peaks in March, right? Even during uh, uh, during the pandemic, we're still peaking in March. And then there's a slow decrease to uh, December. Because after get through the summertime after you get back to school and then you have my favorite holiday which is halloween and then you have traditional holidays like thanksgiving and christmas you see folks really kind of take their foot off uh purchasing a home and want to spend time with the family and then what showing time is letting us know is the number of showings picks back up dramatically um come january New Year's resolutions, it's the first of the year. Uh, most leases started, if you bought in January, then your, your lease is going to, excuse me, if you rent it in January, your lease is going to come back up in January. Um, and so from January to March, you see this steady increase. March is still a peak month. Um, and then you see uh, steps back down and then it just repeats. And so when we talk about the market correction, what we're seeing now is there's not as many buyers that are out in the market um, than there were in 20, this time last year, and especially this time with 2020. Um, 2020, uh, it was like record-breaking, the number of uh, people who we had out looking at properties, even through COVID with six feet separation, um, only, you know, what, three people could come with your agent or three people, including your agent, could come. And so when you talk about market correction and the softening, um, we get to go back to what it was when I first started real estate, right? And buyers were getting what's called seller help. (laughs) (laughs) Sellers, you're going to have to give some assistance. You want to get your household. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. I think it's coming. It's one of those like winter is coming, right? Um, Another thing that my buyers used to get uh, pre-pandemic was incentives from builders oh yeah some builders uh we got one around the corner not, i've seen a lot of spec homes because before during the pandemic there was no spec homes like it was like you're not getting this built for you know 12 months 18 months uh recently we were doing a couple of home searches for a buyer and i was surprised to see how many spec homes or already completed homes or in the middle of construction homes there were for certain builders. So that would pretty much tell you right there that there is a, a definite shift. Um, the other thing is, is that for you buyers out there, who think about buying, um, or excuse me, for you sellers, you have to realize something too, with these interest rates, the buying power has changed. Like prior to March, or whenever that first uh, interest rate hike is, you probably, you know, going into January, I think the rates were right around 3%, 3 and a quarter, yes, 3 seven. So I want you to go, go online, find a mortgage calculator, and plug in 
a $400,000 home and what your monthly rate was at three and a quarter percent. And now go look at, I think, Friday or Saturdays at six and a half. Go plug that into your calculator. And what you'll find is you your buying power dropped roughly 50, 60,000. So when you were looking for a $400,000 house, now you're looking for a 330, $340,000 house. And that's the only thing that's changed. So what that says is sellers is like when you had like 40 people looking because they could afford it, now you got maybe four. <laughs> so you got to understand if I was right on that cusp of being able to afford 400,000, now I'm completely out of that market. So now you have to attract different buyers or you're going to have to do other strategies in order to get your home sold. Period. As in incentives. When it comes to sellers, you have to be, one of the things that I coach my clients on is you have to be the best looking house. So now we have to take time to make sure we declutter. We have to make sure we take time to make sure uh, there's a fresh coat of paint. Um, all the low-hanging fruit that'll make your house stand out to your competition, like, you're going to have to do those things now. Uh, you're going to have to get your home professionally clean before our open house mm. because buyers now, uh, with buyers not have options. There's more inventory, more homes on the market now uh, than there were in March, than there were in January, and more now this summer than there was last summer. It's like uh, Lester Holt is convincing everyone um, to do something. And the news media is typically what we've been taught uh, as agents, um, and some folks also see it when they're in finance and other people see it in different industries, that what's being reported on the news is typically three to month, three, we've been seeing it for three to six months. It's not current. It's not up to date, which is one of the reasons why I started Realtorish um, back during the lockdown, because um, our team, my team leader at the time was saying like, you know, you have to keep your clients informed. Um, and, you know, I like to talk. But, you know, to tell each client the same thing over and over when you can use a platform like a podcast and video and really leverage social media to get the word out. And that's similar to what I do with my sellers. When we have properties on market, you have to do more than just put it on the MLS and have it be fed to our uh, secondary sites. It has to be social media. You have to be strategic. There has to be a plan. And uh, one of the things that I like about um, partnering with the Manifest Network is, 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 is there's a plan, right? There is, um, we're not recreating the wheel. What we're doing is making the wheel more efficient. There it is. So don't think uh, the whole housing market is going to come to a complete standstill. We'll figure it out. Um, you know, people get new jobs. They're getting more money. Uh, people have to move, you know, oh, I just got a new job in Florida. Yep, you're going to have to find a house in Florida. Mm -hmm. So someone's going to have to sell and someone's going to have to buy. So, you know, you just got to decide, do you want to go down there where it's 105 degrees for the next 120 days in Austin, Texas, or do you want to go down to Miami where it's a straight 88 for a week's on end? So I thought he was going to say Maryland because then I was going to plug in my uh, my sign right there. Maryland gets hot too. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's been humid. Yesterday was 88% humidity. I'm like, I feel like I was in Houston. So that does occur. But, you know, how's it going to get sold? You know, people are going to buy, people are going to sell. So don't think that all of a sudden there is not, not any opportunities or options. You now have to save a little bit more. You're going to have to reduce your debt a little bit more. 
and work on your credit score a little bit more. That's all it is to it. You know, fall in love with the house, not in love with the rate. Oh, by the way, I had a mortgage person tell me, do a couple years, you can refi. So if you go get this five or six, you'll probably find a good 4% rate or something. You can refi and relower your price. So don't think these interest rates are forever. Um, you know, people had interest rates back uh, after the 2008 and 2009 when we had the crash, and they were coming in at 7 8%. I mean, imagine the ones that refied and got down to twos. Great for them. So, you know, don't think these rates are going to last forever. If you find the house, buy the house, and then eventually refi and you have a lower payment. See, it is what it is. It's, it's not going to last forever. So... Um, the other thing that was checking out too is, you know, looking at the pace of home sales, it looks like, you know, 2020, we're about 5.6 million homes sold. 2021, we're up to 6.1 million homes sold. Um, if you look at pre pandemic, we were between 5.3 and 5.5. To date, we're at 5.1. So we're still on pace um, to even be, you know, either 5.3 or 5.5 by the end of the year. So it's not saying homes are not being sold. People are looking for places, places, you know, so it's occurring. So don't think that no one's selling the house. It's just right now we're just in this time where people are like, okay, I can't really afford this. Sellers got caught. <laughs> what do you mean by when you say I can't really afford this? Um, you know, it's just saying that uh, I as a buyer, you know, now have to rethink or now have to go get uh, grant money or different funding in order to get the down payment I need to pay for the house. I have to now look for a house that's uh you have to live within your means. So Maryland is expensive, <laughs> right? And so and one of the things that I love about realtors is I'm not in front of a client, I'm in front of a colleague. So I can say the things that I typically don't say in front of a colleague and client. Mm. You cannot you have to live within your means, right? Two percent on money allowed us to go from a three thousand square foot home mm. to a five thousand square foot mm. home. Now that money is back at its normal 5%, which what which is really what it was when we moved here in 2015, I can't afford $5,000 square foot home at, uh, at 5%. I could, I'm now back to at 5%. I'm back at a 3,000 square foot home. And so what it did was for those of us who had been saving, who had, you know, I, and I have another feeling about the, the housing situation. Um, for those of us who been saving, those of us who, uh, you know, our jobs were not impacted severely by COVID. And, you know, Jemmer at the time was a part-time agent. Um, but, you know, he was an executive, uh, uh, he was on a executive track and he got 20% reduction. But even with that 20% per reduction because of COVID, um, he, you know, we weren't feeling like the, the, the hardship of it to where, you know, we're both first-generation college graduates. If we think about, us, you know, as teens and living with our parents, like I know, you know, back in the 90s, if this had happened, you know, my folks struggled in the 90s with me growing up. So I know that families that were like mine when I grew up, it would you were making some serious decisions and buying a new house and was not part of it. Um, but now that the even though the mortgage rates are going up, um, one thing that's different than 2008 lenders are not going to place themselves in the same situation they did in 2000. Not at all. Yeah. Um, there was once upon a time, 2019, you needed a 580 to get an FHA loan. I had a client who is at a 620 or 610. 
uh, we're looking in February. I get a call from her lender in March. He's saying um, we need to get her under contract before the end of the month because starting April, we are increasing our rates to 640. Yep. I had another lender call. I had another client out. Their credit score was a little bit higher. They were in 660s. They increased their credit score requirement to 700, even though the FHA only required a 580 because lenders were not willing to have that risk. They're like, if you're not highly qualified uh, and you're highly qualified based on your credit score in a lot of cases, uh, they weren't willing to... To, to back those loans. They, they weren't giving them out. And even now, lenders are still requiring a 640. And don't think that's going down either. No. In 2008, you were like, oh, I love that house. How can I, as uh, making $7.25, afford it? And no. lenders are like, let me get my pen. You approved. You approved. Go for it. Get my magic wand. Yeah, that's not happening. They, uh, whatever happened behind the scenes that Lester Holt didn't tell us about because he wasn't the broadcaster at the time. I love Lester Holt. I really my God, the NBC nightly news um, all the time. But uh, yeah, we're not uh, we're not going backwards. So you got to get your you got to get your your shit together. You got to get your y'all. I said it. We're on a podcast. I'm the one that cusses in real life. <laughs> You're going to have to buckle down and get that credit paid. And if anybody doesn't know, real quick, go check uh, FICA. Uh, excuse me. Um, the credit bills actually changed their, how they grade your score now. So things like medical bills and stuff like that are now, can be, uh, will be. Um, they're giving you 12 months. But if you got uh, any type of medical loans or anything like that you paid for during COVID, that will now hit your credit report in the next 12 months. If you as positives or negatives? As negatives. If you do not have a plan in place. So okay. there's like four or five different things they changed. As a, uh, I think that's unfair. It is. It is. But they're they're adding other things now. Um, If you if you were doing those, uh, the, what is that? The, pay as you go pay-as-you-go type loans, like you go on Amazon during Christmas, it's like, well, I'll just take the six-month payments or the 12-month payments at 0% interest. Those will now be reported to the credit bureau. So you got to go look at... Even know, though you didn't use a credit card? Even though you did not use a credit card. So, if you don't believe me, go check it out. There's a couple YouTubes out there on it, but yes, those are the type of things that are now going to affect you on your credit. So, you know, they ain't playing with money. They'll give it to you. But man, they'll take it away. <laughs> they'll take it away in a heartbeat. So, um, what else we got? What else we talking about? What else we got going on? <laughs> so, uh, if you are a home buyer, one of the things that you need to realize is don't be scared because we're going back to pre-pandemic. I enjoyed buying and selling, um, helping buyers um, pre-pandemic. I was mostly uh, a buyer's agent. When I first started off in real estate, my second year when I was a solo agent, um, working with my coach, David Hill, who's amazing. Um, but I remember telling him, like, how do we find business on the MLS? <laughs> and he was like, you don't. <laughs> I said, like, oh, okay. Uh, to, you know, ending that year with building my listing uh, business and then being on a mega expansion team. My contract says I can't mention who they are. Uh, and... Uh, 
and then like just sharpening that skill, right? And so now this is a time where businesses grow, right? Excuse me, real estate businesses grow. Um, this is a time when you increase your market share. And then so for me, it really became time to start really thinking about um, where I want to put my time and talent when it comes to um, building a legacy. And you see that cuteness in the background? Mm-hmm. And that cuteness right there? Oh, I don't have any updated pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> they look the same. They ain't changed much. They're so They're cute. They're my cute. Yes, they are. And so um, it really became about um, doing something for my family. How do I create a legacy? How do I, you know, still protect my time? Because this one will be a, she's not a senior in this picture, but she's a senior in real life. She's graduating this year. Whoop, whoop. And that little cuteness over there. She'll be a high school freshman. Can you believe that? I can't. I can't believe we're that old. Speak for yourself. Don't let the gray hair fool you. I'm not yeah, that yeah, old. Yeah, more gray than I do, Sean. That's just all the stress of life. My my hairdresser does a really, and then I have this big old uh, what's call it on my head. Stress. Right. So uh, we're almost to our thirty minute uh, mark, Mister Davis. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you just want to share with people? Takeaways, takeaways. Takeaways. Uh, yeah, tune in for uh, more of our wonderful podcast, Realtorish. We'll probably get into things talking about foreclosures. We'll talk about how the market, you know, all the other took those deferments and forbearances is coming to grips and, you know, how that's affecting the marketplace. And we'll talk about creative ways of getting money. We'll talk about different their grant programs. That's what's coming back, too. They're giving money to get people into houses. So don't think that there's not free money available. There's not programs for you. And sellers. We'll talk about sellers and how it's about if you're a hoarder, you need to clean that out. Nobody's going to buy your house because somebody else is going to make their house look immaculate. And uh, you <laughs> So there's no listen to him. So when you get us, just request me as your as your agent. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, we'll, we'll clean that house up. Yeah. Uh, and it's really about whether you're a home buyer or a home seller. It's really about partnering with uh, a real estate professional who understands the market of the moment, who understands that there is a shift, who is partnered with lenders and vendors in real estate who can, like we have inspectors who can come out and in 24 hours give you a report. We have staging. We we do our staging and uh, we do our photography because we want to make sure. Because first impressions, they you only get one shot to make that first impression, and so we control all of that to make sure that when we're marketing your property, you're putting your best foot forward. Um, similar to uh, vetting our vendors for our home buyers, we have vendors who have down payment uh, programs that you that are specific to their uh, to their. Was the word I'm looking for to their company, yes. But we're able to match you to where in ways that make sense for you and your family. Um, so if you're an educator, we have a lender who has loans um, specifically for educator first responders, right? If you are military, active or retired, or like Jay, um, your parents are in the military. We have lenders who offer 100% financing. Um, Jay is not a VA. He didn't get a VA loan, but we got 100% financing. We got a 100% loan package for our home. And so it's about making um, smart choices and picking an agent who um, who really understands what they're doing and operates at a high level. Yep. It's been great speaking with you on Realtorish. Brandy, take us out. What are you doing? 
if you haven't already, because uh, this will be a YouTube page. It will be. <laughs> Go ahead, like, and subscribe. Um, and then, of course, find us, uh, find me on Your Girl, Asian Brandy Davis, on IG, to where um, I do a lot of education. I'm an educator by heart, and we'll get into that on in another episode. Uh, but follow me on IG, um, like, and subscribe, all of those good things. Buy, sell, love, Maryland. All right, and that's it. Thank you. We're out. Peace.